Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello, you homeschool shoppers out there. We are back with our third annual. Is it third annual? No, fourth annual. Jesus, we've been around for a while, man. We really have. All right. So it's our fourth annual holiday gift guide. If you're out there thinking about how you can support the podcast and you're wondering what to do, and I know you're sitting there at home going, my goodness, what am I going to get these kids (laughs) this year? If you're thinking about supporting the podcast, you can click through some of the links that we have below um, yep. And those will take you to Amazon. And every time you purchase, we get a little bit of a kickback. So that's not a nice little thing for us. But um, it helps us keep going. Yeah, we're trying to find some cool things. So we, we, we've had a few years now of these. And we yep. and every year we try to look for something that's, you know, those gifts that are fun, but also educational. Kind yeah. of giving you guys some good ideas, maybe some food for thought. Because a lot of times, you know, your kids are into things and they've got everything that they need for those things. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to think about, well, you know, how can I bring some educational toys into the mix? And that's been something that we've, we've really been trying to focus yeah. for the last couple of years. I mean, yes, we can, we can have the avalanche of Barbie dolls every <laughs> year and, and, and that would yeah. be well received. But sometimes we want to have a little bit, something that we can, you know, take with us and, you know, yeah. to co-op events or any type of, you know, homeschool events for me, the parent partnership, things that I can take with the kids to, you know, stimulate the brain, have some fun, play some games, yeah. things of that nature. I mean, this is something too that, you know, grandparents really love, right? Uh-huh. You know, I know your mom is always asking us like, okay, always. what are you going to do for homeschool? What can I get for Christmas? And, you know, frankly, grandparents don't always buy the best gifts. I don't know if this is just uh, in our experience or if this happens to y'all too, but they tend to buy, I mean, they'll, they'll buy like, uh, we'll say, oh, the kids are into building toys and they'll buy just some like cheap knockoff type building toys or whatever that aren't like quality. So I find it always better to just send them links and say, Hey, no, just buy magnet tiles. I know that they're more expensive. So buy a smaller set, like let's get quality toys or things that are really going to help. And I find that if I can really steer them and send them links and things, they do much better and they end up buying you know, better things for our homeschool. So this is also great for grandparents. If you've got grandma or grandpa hitting you up for like, what should I get the kids? Or, uh, you know, your, your brother or sister wants to get their, you know, their nieces and nephews things for Christmas. Yeah. These are all great items. You can just say, Hey, this would be cool, you yeah. know, and maybe they don't get this exact thing, but it gives them some ideas about things that you're interested in and your kids are interested in. So let's go into it. We've kind of broken things up into categories. And, and as, as I said before, we'll go ahead and make sure all the links that we're talking about are down below so you can go ahead and look at them if something piques your interest um so the first thing we want to talk about is imaginative play right Right. imaginative play is one of those big things especially with our early learners that we want to try and cultivate keep Mm -hmm. going as long as possible we know we have the deluge of screens everywhere and going games and a lot of times we want to get our kids you know playing with things and toys and whatnot um and so first thing you know that we're starting with is this you know, giant bean wooden play food set. And I think the thing, you know, we were looking at this, 
this hit one of the things that Ariel and I have learned. Yeah. You know, you know, as our, in our eight years of, of raising children, <laughs> the things that we never thought we would appreciate are getting toys that come with boxes to put the toys away right. in. They come with their own storage. <laughs> Hot Wheels is starting to get really into this. They yeah. like sell everything, you know, and it's part of the set and you also store things. This is cool. This is one of those wooden um, food play sets that yeah. has, it's got your, your, um, cutting board and, and knife and it's almost and like spoons. a little portable kitchen in some respect right and it's got all the food and the food is velcro together so that you can actually cut that banana or yeah. you can you know split that apple or whatever which our kids love the velcro together food what i love about this one and it has a little stove with a little you know pot and pan is that the box itself is what turns into the stove yeah. so everything gets into the box Everything fits in, and then when you open it up, you flip the box over, and on the bottom of the box is actually the the, the stove, which yeah. is just printed on the box. So this is like a self-contained kitchen. So this would be great if you... Um, I think this has ta got too many pieces to really take on the go, but this would be awesome if you don't have a lot of space. Like your, our kids love their play kitchen. I mean, we've been trying to get rid of the thing for a little bit because <laughs> our daughter, our younger is now four and they don't play with it as much. They still like latch onto that thing. Whenever their friends come over, they always want to play with the kitchen. So, um, it's still really popular for our kids. Even our eight year old loves to play kitchen, but if you don't have room for a massive kitchen, you yeah. want to take up a bunch of space, which is one of the reasons we're trying to like... And are we ready to phase out the kitchen because it's big? This is great. It fits well, in its own box. Well, and also if you are traveling on the road or if you're going on a long, you know, travel, if you're having to, you know, yeah. uh, relocate to a certain area for a certain amount of time and you need to homeschool, this is another good yeah. idea. Great or for RV schooling. RV schooling, fabulous. world schooling, things of that nature. We know we've, we've picked up a few world schoolers just recently. So if you guys are thinking about portable toys, especially for those really, really younger kids. I know we are trying to always think about those really, really young learners, um, especially in those really early years, those three, four or five year olds, um, and trying to figure out what to do with them, these type of imaginative toys and imaginative play. When you're trying to think about building out your Montessori experience, if you're trying to follow yeah. a Montessori type of model, these are the great, great kind of tools for this. Another one that is a constant source of irritation for our children <laughs> is we have a lot of throw blankets. We like to cuddle, we like to have blankets. Well, those blankets end up becoming roofs for forts, and so yeah. do our kitchen table chairs, and so do the couches, and they, All throw, manner of things. they throw the blankets over it, and you know you've been there. You have the eight-year-old who's meticulously building this beautiful <laughs> fort, you know, just absolutely work of art, and then here comes the four-year-old hits the edge of it the blanket goes flying because it's all very precariously held together it's, right it's, it's just like barely draped here with, a, with and... like the ever so smallest amount of, of friction right. is holding that blanket because those in blankets place. are kind of heavy yeah yeah because they're, they're comfy and the four-year-old comes in knocks it over and the first thing you hear is yeah. so and so you ruined my fort and you know? kids love love forts one of the problems we have with forts too is that our blankets are only so big yeah, unless right. they take like a sheet or something which you know we don't usually do so it's like ah what are we gonna do with this so, so tote a fort yes so this is kind of like a parachute material so it's really thin there are four different sheets of it and they all have velcro tabs all around the outside so they velcro together so you can make them a giant almost know, square. like a quilt like a right a or you can make an l or you can do you can make it one long thing depending on what kind of fort they want it all velcros together it's super lightweight and it comes with some bean bags so that you can you know if you wanted to drape it over a chair you velcro on Have the bean a little bit bag. of a counterweight to hold yeah, it up, yeah and it will hold that on even to go with the tote 
um, a fabric are the tote clips, these clips that can hold things onto the chairs. Right. And these are just uh, beach towel clips. Perfect. These are really easy. They're just like plastic clips. So we have, they don't specifically go with the fort, but a lot of people buy them together because then you've got the counterweights and then you have these clips so you can kind of clip them around. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of things you can clip on. I think the clips with the- Clip with, extra blankets, with whatever you want. dedicated fabric. So they're not, you know, pinching your your your- you know your 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 blankets, or they're taking sheets that are you know in your in the hamper or the the, right. the the front chest area in front of your bed or whatever it might be. They can have something that's dedicated to building forts that they can use and reuse and set mm-hmm. up and then leave. Right, you don't have to right. worry about like taking it down all the time. Yeah, and this comes with its own bag too. So our kids love forts. This is absolutely going to be. Let's not talk too loudly. This is definitely going to be under, under the, the Christmas tree. tree this year for our kids because they love forts. There are other fort sets where they actually have like uh, a structure to them, and you'll see there's rods and different mm-hmm. connector pieces. Okay. And I asked our friends about this the other day actually because I said, "Hey, your kids love this thing." She goes, "Oh yeah, they do." I said, what about it like devolving into, you know, violence? And she said, she's like, oh yeah, well, we can only bring it out if we carefully supervise them because our older son actually made a trident the other day and was chasing the other kids around the house with it. He's 13. Um, So we kind of really, we love and want to encourage our kids to play and do the whole fort thing, but we really didn't want to get one of those erector set types because we just felt like we would have to supervise so much so they don't hurt each other. This is a really nice compromise. Um, That's awesome. I love the imaginative play. But moving on to STEM, that's something that we've all been thinking about. How do I bring more STEMI projects, STEMI activities, things like that into my homeschool? We all know that a lot of our kids enjoy Legos. Legos mm-hmm. are the, you know, the kind of the analog Minecraft. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And and one of the things that you found was this kind of Lego race car STEM kit. Yeah. So this brand called Klutz, they actually make a bunch of different kits and we have recommended others over the years for, they do different like gadget kits and things. Yeah. This one's specifically about race cars. It includes enough Legos in it to build uh, 10 different cars, not 10 at the same time, but to build 10 varieties. Um, and then there, they have plans for a bunch more race cars that you can pr- build out of probably l- readily available Legos. They didn't look like they were super unique. They also come with stickers for your cars. And inside the kit, it actually makes a three-foot-long raceway. So we thought that was a really fun way to do it, give our kids lots of ideas. And then they can test out different types of cars and which makes which ones go faster. Mm-hmm. When we went to um, Lego Brickfest earlier this summer, this was by far the most popular thing to do. It was so popular. In fact, the line was like an hour long. We couldn't even do it with our kids. But everyone wanted to build Lego race cars and then have a race with them. And I thought, this is great because it's contained. It's got the raceway in it. It has cool stickers. um, And it has lots of different plans for cars so our kids can really play and see what goes faster. It's one of the things that I've realized that people, you know, our kids are into because we, we got matchbox cars last year and oh, all the yeah. tracks and going down, them. you know, shooting the cars down the, down the, the stairwell is like the most exciting thing for them. Watching these cars fly through the air. <laughs> yeah, you can totally it. see them building these kind of Lego race cars and then racing them down, seeing who gets there first, having them go through obstacle courses or whatever it might be. I, I agree with you. We, we saw that line there. It, we could, we couldn't even be part of the Lego the Lego race car thing. We just had to watch a couple of them because mm-hmm. yeah, the line was so in, enormous. So it's definitely a really 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 good idea. 
Um, next one you have here that I, I you pointed out to me. Oh I, my gosh, I'm so excited about this one. If you want to turn your your refrigerator into a STEM center. <laughs> well, you know we love marble runs. We, we do. We talked before on if our previous gift Gravity guides. run. We have the we have the VTech marble run. I guess you're going to start listing these in the show notes yeah. now too. Um, we have the VTech marble run, which is fantastic. Oh, we, we get a lot of mileage off of that. We use it a ton. It is great quality. There's a lot of marble runs out there and a lot of them yeah. are just kind of like cheesy and... Uh, really cheap, but the VTech ones are awesome and they have some really cool electronic parts. And I can't say enough good things about the VTech Marble Run. And then we talked in the first gift guide about Gravitrax, which is like the upper level Marble Run that's um, more puzzle you know, oriented. Yeah, and it's it's you know you got to be older than eight. I mean it's it's much more complex, right? So where VTech is for the littler kids. Okay, so I just saw this is a new Marble Run, which. But this is different. This is a magnetic marble run from National Geographic. So if you have, I mean, they show a picture of it on a refrigerator, but you could also, I'm staring at our giant whiteboard here in our office. Um, If you have something large magnetic like that, or some people will put um, big magnetic sheets on the wall. Mm -hmm. So, or or, I'm sorry, big uh, metal sheets on the wall to do like letters or whatever, you know, in a more of a kind of classroom type setting. Um, So this is all the pieces that you need to make this huge marble run. It's got stairs and it's got, you know, things that turn and funnels. And I mean, all kinds of awesome. I was was just telling you, I was like, when I saw this, I was like, oh, I can't have this at work. I'd be playing with it all day long. Well, yeah, it definitely looks like one of those, like remember those 2D games where they were kind of the line rider? I loved those games. Yeah, and it has exactly the same look and feel of it where you're, you're, you're creating some like track and there's like a drop and then it comes to another one, almost like a Rube Goldberg type of thing. Yes, exactly. It has, and it, it has a lot of vibes around that. It yeah. even has a spiral lift so you can set the whole thing up and then at the end when it gets to the bottom, it has a corkscrew lift. It'll actually take the marble back to the top and then run it again. I know, I'm so excited. I think this is awesome. It's got 30 marbles in it. It comes with connectors, all kinds of different tracks. So it's got uh, stair great. ones, so, squiggle so ones. 30 marbles, that sounds great. So you have enough, to, enough time to lose 20 of them. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> you still have that left. There's all kinds of different trick pieces and track pieces. Anyway, it's a 105-piece set. I think this looks amazing. Um, so anyways, yes, this is the Magnetic Marble Run from National Geographic. I think this is the one I'm most excited about yeah, on this whole list, I got to like, tell you. It seems like. Um, ne- next one would be the Crayola Color Chemistry Set. Yeah, this looks very cool. So this is a uh, chemistry set. It does, there's 50 different experiments in it. I think that it includes all of the, um, all of the stuff to do 16 experiments from the stuff that's in the box and then instructions for the other um, 34 experiments. And those need, according to the comments, only need some like household items and you can use the pieces in the kit to do that. So 50 experiments in total, I think it's really great. Um, And people said that they loved this opportunity. Our kids love color and they love doing things with color. So there's, there's slime in here and erupting volcanoes and making quicksand and making colored bubbles, making the tornado in a bottle, as we always like, glow worms, color slime. Wheels, things like that. Yeah, no, definitely a lot of fun, especially if you have a kid who enjoys color, um, playing with color, um, coloring. I, this may actually be really good for our youngest who loves playing with color, losing markers, doing little science experiments. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's something that she really, really enjoys doing, something very tactile, and then you get the reward of color. And, and yeah. I think that's something that... If, if you have a learner who's like kind of like, you know, leaning in that direction, that'd be kind of a cool one. I, I think it's a good idea. I like it a lot. The next one on our list for the Steam set is something that 
I, I always, I always find it very difficult um, when you're when you're talking about telescopes um, to get kids excited about that. First part of it is that you got to look through the super itty bitty hole, and it's really, really hard and awkward. A lot of times, things fog up; they get too close, they bump it. You can't see the thing that you're, you know, you have to reorient it and everything. It's really, really hard to get a young kid into telescopes because it's there's a there's a patience patience issue there um and you found this leapfrog magic adventures telescope and i think it's really cool is it reminds me a lot about the globe and is that a leapfrog um, yep, product yep, as well absolutely so we have the globe for the around the world journey and we talked about this maybe a couple of years ago and, and this has been a product that we've used for a, a long time and i'll go ahead and put a link to that as well um, in the show notes if you guys are going to do the around the world journey um, but this leapfrog telescope has a very similar you know look and feel and and user experience where it has basically this digital camera on the end of the telescope which is looking kind of lensed out into the space mm -hmm. and it has this kind of little digital screen at the bottom yep. that is helping the kids see what they're looking at what, right. whether they're pointing it out into the sky or if they're just learning about you know, like different constellations or if they're trying to look at the moon and study things but it also has these kind of interactive um, features that teach them about different aspects of astronomy and you know looking at things into the sky and and you know what objects are up there to see so it has kind of this like um general application of viewing the sky um like all telescopes do but it also has this kind of interactive element down below yeah. in in a screen format that is a little bit more approachable right. um, and it's something that i think is a nice bridge into the astronomy so if you are you know looking to get your kids into astronomy but they're very young. They just don't have the patience to look through these little itty bitty telescopes. Yeah. Or even if you have like one of those extenders for your phones or whatnot. Yeah, we'll put we'll link to one of those in the show notes because yeah. we have one of these. So for yeah. our telescope, we have a phone mount. A phone mount. Where so basically your... our phone camera goes into the view piece yep. so that it can, they can then display so that more than one person can see. I think that's part of the problem too, is mm -hmm. that you look in and you're like, okay, oh, there's, you know, the moon or whatever. And they go, okay, come over in here and look. And they're trying to see. And the moon's already moving out of frame. Yeah. And it's great like, when you it's can not just as hard see for, it. It's not as hard for the moon because the moon doesn't move as quickly. Right. But for stars uh, and planets, like, it's or, hard. Yeah. If you're looking at like, you know, Saturn or Jupiter, man, you, you have about <laughs> like 10 seconds less before it moves out of frame, mm -hmm. depending on how large your telescope is. And by the time the kid gets up there, bumps it a little bit and goes, "Oh, daddy, I don't see it." You know, like, yeah, it like, can be oh. really problematic. And, and if you can, you haven't, you know, splurged for a really nice telescope that will, you know, track the objects in the sky, so you don't have to readjust or whatnot. If you just have a manual telescope, it can be a little frustrating to get that, you know, that experience. Um, you know, that's a cheaper telescope, and I think that's where we all start. But then, oh, now I'm going to drop five hundred, six hundred dollars on something that's actually going to track through the sky yeah, so that's i don't a whole have another level it's a whole nother level and if you're not you're not ready to commit that much because you don't know if your your learner is going to enjoy astronomy or looking at the stars it's hard enough for us to get these kids outside during the summer mm -hmm. for us the, the star season for in washington is basically a a four month period where we have decent decent night skies because we don't have any rain going on um, it's super clear, but the problem is, is the stars don't come out until 1030 at night yeah, because, because we're kids. so far high up in, um, in, in the latitude. Um, but then we have those rare, super cold nights in the, in the winter, which mm -hmm. is really, really nice because the sun goes down, it gets dark around, you know, 530 or so. And then by seven o'clock, it's really dark. And if you have a clear sky, the stars just come right out. It's amazing. Yeah, it's cold sky, awesome. cold air, really nice viewing. Um, but, you know, you got the crapshoot of like, oh, is the moon out or are you yeah. getting some light pollution and whatnot? So this is a nice little alternative if you're thinking about trying to get them into it. And, I, and I've noticed I never thought that 
you know, the globe with this little itty bitty screen with the touch, you know, the touch pen yeah. was going to be a thing. But man, both Our of my kids, kids love have it. loved it. And I think this is something they would like as well. Yeah, it's uh, it comes stock loaded with a bunch of NASA photos and videos mm-hmm. so that you, you know, you can watch things on it, even if it's not nighttime. And then when it is, it looks like from the video that we saw on it, that if, if you you know, track to the stars, it'll actually overlay the constellation on the stars that, yeah. that your child is seeing. And, and we it's know, got some games and things on it And we it know too. there's some really nice phone apps as well that yeah, do something do something similar to this. Um, and maybe I'll link one of those as well and, and yeah, down below. Yeah, But if you want something that like gives the, the, the child the experience of like pointing a telescope at the sky and going to see things, I, I think this is a lot of fun. And I, I think this would be a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, moving from there, we get into language arts, something yep. obviously near and dear to almost every homeschooling parent. <laughs> um, is, I need to get these kids to read. Um, you have been talking about this Yodo thing. Ariel, I, I don't... I, Tell me, sell me, <clears throat> you know, just like in Wolf of Wall Street, sell me this pencil. So, so there are two, there are, so there are two main types of players that can play stories for our kids. You know, as we were trying to think about, like when we were kids, they had the, the Disney books or whatever with the cassette tape that was in the back of them that oh, was in yeah. the little plastic sleeve. So Some we of us play were blessed that. with a Sony Walkman tape player. Right. And I, we had But you other couldn't things. afford to take your Chuck Berry album out. No, no, no. So, um, we had... We had that. We also had various kids' toys that had kind of stories built in. So I remember there being lots of easy ways to get stories. Now it's a little bit more difficult. We've thought about like, oh, should we do an MP3 player for our daughter? Yeah. But then we have to load the MP3s. and um, Sometimes we, we don't, I don't want to like find a story on YouTube or on, you know, Libby or whatnot because... I've noticed my four-year-old, if I walk out of the room, all of a sudden she's touching the screen. Right, and, 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 and they're on the screen, and that's really difficult. We tried to get our daughter uh, a portable CD player so we could get CDs from the library that of lasted audiobooks. about, what, about two weeks before she broke it? Yep, yep, she broke it. She left it where her little sister could get to it, who she was three at the time, and it was completely broken. So we're kind of like, ah, we need something a little bit more robust, but our children love listening to stories, especially now that our four-year-old is a little older. They love to like sit and do Lego and listen to stories, but you're right. If we have a story playing on the Google Hub or on the tablet, it quickly is like, ooh, there's a screen I can poke at. So I wanted to get something screen free. So there's kind of two. There's the Tony box and there's the Yodo player. And they're kind of similar. The Tony is a little bit more expensive as far as the actual, you have to buy the stories for it. The Yodo player uses cards. So it's really nice because, and the cards themselves are just, they're actually linked with the a phone app that you have. So they just put the card in and it reads it and goes, oh, okay. They're not actually playing it from the card. It's not saved on the card. Oh, it's almost like a key. Yeah, it's like a key. Um, whereas the Tony actually has these little figures and and that's cool too put a link to the tony because i mean they're both similar i watched a few tech reviews and i decided that i like the yodo player more the yodo player it's kind of a big square box um and it's fairly expensive but they have this yodo mini Mm -hmm. which is much more affordable and it's smaller and portable and we could take it with us if we were going to go in the car somewhere they can still hook up headphones to it the the bigger one can you know be a uh like a nightlight and can do all these other things, but we just really wanted it for the stories. So the mini one is great and you can purchase stories in all kinds of different um, cards and you can even get a subscription to them. But one of the things I love the most about this, which you can't do with the other is that you can make your own cards. Mm. So you can, you know, for us, we have a couple of books particularly that our little one wants us to read to her 8 million times. It's the same book and she'd be really happy if she could just listen to it. So because it's app based, 
And if you have one of these make your own cards and they're recordable as many times as you want. And each one is up to five hours. So you could record yourself reading various books that your kids love. Um, or you could get, you know, different, if you, if there's some, you know, free recordings that you can find, you can go ahead and load them onto these cards and then the kids can listen as much as they want and they can swap cards. Our kids are constantly asking Google for different stories and then Google mm -hmm. can understand them and then they fight and it's a whole thing. So this year, I believe your mom is getting them each Yodo minis. We're going Yodos. Okay. So they'll each have their own and then we can take them with us when we travel. They'd be great for the airplane. They're screen free. They're great for the car, especially if we don't want to all listen to the same story. And because they're all card based, it's not like CDs or something that's as easy for our young kid to break. So I'm really looking forward to this one because it's a great way to get tons of stories and have awesome screen free time for them um, in a more durable format for yeah. our young kiddos. It's kind of like a robust mp3 style plane of things yeah it's yeah. really robust and and um so yeah you do have to buy the different stories but i love the make your own cards because i'm thinking like oh i have so many uses i could you, we could yeah. could sit in some and read some of these books that our kids just make us read over yeah. and over and over again um and then they could have those in the car and all kinds of places so it's more kid friendly with respect to you know just buying a sand disc mp3 player or something like that for 40 or 50 yeah bucks. and they yeah. can't see it i mean this is nice too because our little one who can't read yet can look at the pictures mm -hmm. that are on all the different cards and be like oh i want beauty and the beast or whatever and then she just puts it in and it plays Perfect. so i love that about it i think it's going to be really easy and a good way for them to also have like a bedtime story because right now our older daughter wants to listen to a bedtime story from google but google will just keep playing right yeah. there's this is nice because it's like a defined thing we could set them both to bed put in their the card and when it's done playing it's done and yeah. then you know because i can them. i can set google on a sleep timer but when i say it to google then my daughter hears it and then she's like well i could just tell google to keep going <laughs> or i could just tell google to turn off the sleep timer exactly right <laughs> so um i like this this is more robust i think it's going to be amazing for the traveling that we have coming up this next year um and for bedtime going to grandma's and all kinds of things so so speaking of um kind of like a entertaining audio format this is something that you've been using for during the volleyball season that we oh just my finished gosh, we use this so much. Um, you know trying to entertain a four-year-old in the middle of a volleyball and I, I don't think people understand what first and second grade volleyball looks like oh it is it is one of the roughest sports i've ever watched yeah. um, and i was the coach yeah it's <laughs> now we did really slow we did guys. really really well but it, man is it like serve net <laughs> serve net <laughs> yeah. serve over ground <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's, <laughs> and it's like and when anybody else hits the ball back in zavali everyone cheers because like something happened it's like paint drying and then all of a sudden everybody's yelling and screaming somebody hit the ball right yeah it's it's <laughs> anyway, very so you had sporty. to entertain a four-year-old and when you right. had been using our leapfrog leap start set Right now, and and most of you probably known that leap pads have been around since. Oh my god, like a while now. Yeah, early two thousands maybe. I mean, they've been around forever, and I wasn't really sure if they were still a thing or not, but they are. Oh. And so it's it's a leap start. It opens up, and you would click a book into it, and the book opens, and it has a pen, and there's all kinds of different activities. It starts in preschool and goes up through I think second grade. We just have them in a backpack. We ask, we always ask grandma to get us more books, and you so can plug in tons. just a standard set of headphones. Standard set of headphones you can plug right into it um it's awesome because it 
puts up with lots of abuse. The books are like a hardier material. They're not it's thicker. Thin. It's not like paper. It's almost like um, it's almost like paper covered in like plastic or something. Like yeah. heavy, heavy duty pages. They're thicker, and so they do have a couple of sets about learning to read. And they're so, all spiral bound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I bought the I bought one of the learning to read sets for Christmas this year, and I know that your mom bought some of the the princess ones for our younger daughter. So we just grab the backpack. We have it filled with different books and she sits there on her headphones and she can, you know, click. And the other thing I really like about it is it's great for car, car rides. If you've got like long car rides, um, we have, uh, movies in the minivan. Uh, but we, you know, sometimes it's like, we don't want them to watch movies for four straight hours or five straight hours <laughs> if we're driving. Um, and if we're in my car, I don't have that ability. And then they get bored and then it's who's touching who and who's bugging who. And, you know, so it's a whole thing. Um, our older daughter is very happy to listen to audiobooks but our younger one really needs something to do and i think this has been great she loves it um you can get the books in four packs and things so i think it's a great investment if you've got a little one especially one that you need to keep entertained at you know co-op or older kids sports games or whatever highly recommend absolutely um next moving on to the next section would be arts and crafts and this one is something uh waterproof beeswax blocks Yes. So these are Waldorf crayons. Crayons. These are the block crayons we heard. Yeah. So we interviewed homeschool dad, David Clover, and he was talking all about Waldorf inspired education. And he has a really neat um, Hobbit unit study, which we will share with you guys as soon as we've had a chance to get a little further into it. I did a quick look at it. And one of the things that I was really intrigued about was these block crayons that he referenced and the different ways that you color with them. I kind of always just thought like, What's special about block crayons? But they are really neat. I had no idea how how cool they would be because of the different si- sides and the way that you use them. So um, I have a tutorial from YouTube that I'll link here so that you can okay. see how to use them. Um, and, you know, you all can watch that and see. But I, I was really intrigued. I, I can imagine you playing with the edge, the points, the flat exactly. edges, the, the rubbing section. It, you can actually explore different um, displays of a crayon. Yeah. Right. You know, there, there's one ways. where he's making like a tree and he's like, okay, so we use the larger side and then we, and we, you know, turn it onto the edge as we go out to the branches and different cool. stuff. It was really cool. And, um, David is an artist by training. And so he was telling us just how much he loved those. And mm-hmm. we thought that would be a really great thing to add to our gift guide this year. Absolutely. Um, next one is something that you've been kind of playing with. Um, is the Metal Earth kits. And if you've been into a game store or any type of, maybe a craft store, you might've seen one of these. They're they're about 10, 12 bucks or something. They're maybe, sometimes they could be a little larger, maybe $20. They are essentially um, like aluminum. I think it's aluminum or tin or something of that nature. They are like metal sculptures. Yeah, yeah. And so they come in like sheets, you pop them out and then you are essentially using the little flaps and you're putting the thing together. You're almost folding it into place. The one you were working on, was it the speeder from Star Wars? Yes. Yep. It was the speeder. Uh, so these ones need a, a set of needle nose pliers. So, so yeah, you can't just use a, a regular set right. of pliers. You this get... is a gift for teenagers. Yes. Yeah, so Let me gift. say, because this is something that I'm, as an adult, like I'm like, oh, it is meticulous. Yes. This is something that you've got to just, I mean, it turns out something absolutely gorgeous, but you got to take needle nose pliers and you're bending these little metal tabs yeah. and then fitting them together. And there's no glue involved. It's all metal. And it's really neat. They have the International Space Station and the Space Shuttle yeah. and they've got a samurai armor and knights and um, buildings and they have ships they have all kinds of different things so this would be really great if you've got a teen that would really like to do that likes model building or 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 loves to deep dive on something where they have to focus for hours and hours this is something i you you could almost imagine like putting on an audiobook and then just 
losing three or four hours. Yeah, in. these are really neat. When you're done with the display, it looks awesome. And I we put it kind of, it's it's art it's art artistic in that you know you're or crafty really in the way that you have to work with it. Um, but man, it turns out something that's just so gorgeous. Just just know that this is for a teen or someone older. <laughs> yeah. This is not for younger kiddos at all. But we just thought it was so cool. It's I'm really only cool. halfway done with the speeder right and, now. And they've licensed into so many different um, properties like yeah. Marvel and Star Harry Wars, Potter, Harry Potter. Kind of so you, you, it's very easy to find a set that is something that applies to whatever learner whatever they enjoy whatever right. that passion well they have passion they have like airplanes ships like you had said they even have flowers and trees and animals and there's like a huge wide variety of things so yeah. you can easily find one of these kits that fits you know the interest of whatever your student is yeah it's very crafty and from a stem perspective i'm very interested in just like yeah. how they constructed this so they do have the cad um, models must be hilarious oh my gosh it must be so cool they do have a set of pliers that you can buy to go with this or if you have a set of needle nose kind of electronics pliers those will work but you i mean we're talking really fine yeah. work here you might just pick up their their recommended yeah they, they sell one yeah. so we'll put a link into the metal earth store on amazon you can just see all the different kinds of things they have but it's very cool it's very cool and it's a lot of time it's, a, it's not a quick project so it's no. definitely something you got to work on next one is the classic Everybody loves it. Ariel, what was I doing 35 minutes ago? <laughs> painting rocks. Painting rocks. Everybody loves to paint rocks. I was painting Polyphemus's one eye on one of the rocks. We're doing a Greece. We're finally hit Greece, guys, yeah. in our in our ancient history um, uh, curriculum. And follow us on YouTube if you'd like to watch a little bit more about that. Um, but painting rocks is a hot thing. Mm -hmm. Kids love painting rocks. I Yep. And we used a kit today yeah. from the same manufacturer, yeah. but the one that we wanted to talk about, this one is for glow in the dark rocks, which I think is awesome. Especially if you like to kind of, if you're kind of a gardening family or you have like a, like an outdoor terrace or something where you have like a lot of potted plants and things, mm -hmm. some glow in the dark rocks is pretty cool yeah. because you know, they're the dads out there when we're walking outside, taking the dogs oh outside. Gosh, don't, we don't, don't, we don't want to walk into the, in the planner. I want to know the planners there. I want some glow in the dark rocks to tell me there's a planner. Thought you're there. going elsewhere. Oh no, no. People know this is a rated G show. <laughs> so, so, anyways, if you if you like the idea of painting rocks, um, this is would be a great kit. Or you can get some glow paint, paint your own rocks. But I, the the kit is just nice. What I like about it's the easy. kit is they give you some really nice rocks. The rocks are kind of polished smooth. Um, they're ready to accept paint. Mm -hmm. If you just go pick up a random rock, it's got kind of these crevices. Man, they and they suck up paint. They suck up paint. It's amazing. So these guys are kind of like ready to accept paint. I don't know if they coat them in something like some plaster or something or like a light dusting because the rock, all the rocks we had today were all white. Mm. Like they had been tumbled or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, maybe they already had something on them. And so they were really smooth. They You don't have to put a ton of paint on them and they just covers the rocks. Yeah. I, I, I like it. For yeah. the cost, I think it's good. Good to get the kit. Yep, absolutely. Um, next thing, so we're going from kind of arts when we went into these rocks. Rocks are outdoor stuff. Let's get into nature. <laughs> oh, transitions. Transitions, yeah. All right, so this is one that we did at our one of yeah, our Girl Scout meetings. did this at the Girl Scout meeting. Yeah. yeah, so we were doing our bugs badge, and one of the moms <laughs> said that her, she has a daughter that screams every time she sees a bug, so they bought this really... Totally reasonable thing. Yeah, so they bought this really neat... Um, bug catching tool. It's a Carson Bug View quick release uh, catching tool and magnifier. So it's like a handle and on the end it has a little box. It keeps the bugs sufficiently away yep, from you. So it's kind of long and so then what you can do is there's a slider where your thumb's at. You pull it back to open the box. You can get down where the bug's at then you close the box and the box is probably like three inches by each side, three inch by three inch and the whole top of it is a magnification 
um, yeah. window. So, so, so the bug is now contained in the box. Right. So the so you have this handle, so you didn't have to touch the bug to capture it, and you can look through the magnification. And because the area is so small, it can't like move too fast and too far away from you. Yeah. It kind of just sits there. So we caught like a cricket and then a spider, and it's great because you're let's, not hurting the let's bug just be at honest. all. It's nothing but stink bugs. Here in Western Washington, it's nothing but stink, yes. stink bugs. This but year. you can catch the bug, and then you can look at it. We all studied it. We talked about the different parts of the bug, and then we were able to release it. It would also be great if you needed to, like, I don't know, catch a spider in your house and release it. <laughs> that w- this would also work for that. Um, but it was a great tool for kids who are not into actually touching the bugs. And of course, the other thing is too, you have a kid especially depending on the age of the kid and the temperament of the kid, you know, oh, hey, pick up that bug so we can look at it crunch. Uh, (laughs) So this is another way to make sure that we don't hurt the bugs as we study them. They're like an untrained robot where it's like shake hands, broken hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything on this gift guide, as I said, I'm most excited about the marble run, but this is the most practical of all the gifts on this guide. I think that this should be in everybody's nature kit. They take out their, you know, nature backpack or whatever with their kids um, because this is an awesome way to explore you know, explore that part of nature. It, it doesn't apply to our four-year-old who, while we were doing family photos down by the river, decided to pick up a snake and show it to everybody. Right. Thank goodness we live in Western Washington and we do not have any snakes. Yeah, she's like, her, hey, Here. look, here's a snake, garden snake. Everyone want to look? And it's like curling around her arm. I'm like, you're, uh, yeah, no, you're, you're a different breed, kid. Different breed. Than different the rest breed. Of us. <laughs> Moving on, games. Ariel, hit them. All right, so we love games, of course. Um, the first one we wanted to talk about is a new version of Horrified. Horrified is a cooperative family game from Ravensburger, and it's basically Ravensburger or Ravensburger. <laughs> it's it's basically a family co-op where the original one is the Universal Monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, or whatever, and you're playing cooperatively to try to defeat those. Well, so they came out with a new version that's all the Greek monsters. Same gameplay. Same gameplay, to my knowledge. It's still cooperative. This is an excellent as far as co-op games go this is great um we can play it with our eight-year-old so i would say yeah eight and up is probably good it's got a lot of great decisions it has fantastic art and this one's all about the the greek gods and monsters and things so um awesome theming so if you're studying ancient civs this would be a really great one to get if your learner's a little bit older um you need also some disney park games yes we're preparing if you listen to our interview with bailey gurr about going to disney we're preparing for a big disney world trip next year is our wallet prepared ariel no, no, it is not. I did a, I did a budget spreadsheet this week. And no, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't it was tell him. no. I'm not going to say the numbers, but please, it, please support the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, y'all. It was. I was like, this is the amount, and you're like, oh, is that the budget for the whole trip? I'm like, no, this is just for tickets. You're like, does that include food? No, it's just for tickets. Daddy's getting a job. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be bad. Um, We're going to have to save, save, save a lot. I think he sent me a picture of like, we're having, you know, PBJs for Christmas. (laughs) So Ramen noodles are back on the menu, kids. You're right. So anyway, but we're getting geared up for this. And one of the things we thought would be really fun for Christmas this year is to start getting our kids kind of excited about that by leaning into some Disney gifts. And one of the things that I found is that several brands, Ravensburger and Funko, and a couple of others have a bunch of board games that are themed off of the rides, which is awesome. That's super cool. So there's one called Happiest Day, which is just in general about the Magic Kingdom or about Disneyland. I think they have two versions. You can get whichever version. Um, But But my my favorite ride ever that I would go on over and over again is 
It's a small world. Ariel, right. Ariel, is there? An, it's a small world. Game? A, it's a small world. We actually got this one for our littlest. It's for our younger kids. It's a younger kids, um, kind of a look and find type yep. game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. There's a Jungle Cruise game from Ravensburger. There is a Haunted Mansion game, and you can get either the Disneyland version or the Magic Kingdom version. There's a Space Mountain game. There's a Big Thunder Mountain Railroad game. Oh, that's so awesome. there's a lot of cool games. So if you are planning for a Disney trip next year, or you're just a Disney family, I thought this was awesome awesome because they're themed after all the rides and so we can kind of really lean in um come to think of it actually while we're talking about this and i didn't have notes on this beforehand but they do have a set of little golden books that we also got for the kids for christmas that are all about the different disney rides as well oh okay i'll so, make sure to put those in the show yeah notes put those well. in the show notes too because those are really great if you're if you're planning for a disney trip but i was just so excited to see that like we can play space mountain the game yeah. um yeah. well we also i think we reviewed in a short bite now i think i'll link it is the mickey's beanstalk adventure oh yeah mickey and the beanstalk yes. yeah not not really an awesome cartoon who that was weird but well, the, it's dark it's dark it's yeah but the it's a, game it's a different time, Ariel. It, different time different time but the game is really excellent we yeah. love it it's a great funko game um with a cool little beanstalk yeah it's really cool it's got spinning kind of, thing yeah, it's you like go a down. tree thing yeah it's pretty it, cool it's very cool so anyways cool. we thought that it'd be fun to mention that these are some really neat games that you could pick up well you're talking about travel to disney that we're going to be doing um let's talk about travel we i think we had in our short bite when we talked about going to ireland this past year we talked about the um the canon ivy to printer yeah kind of the on the go super small printer yes we i i was very i was very you know i was not sold on it until we got it and then you showed me it, and my daughter was starting to put together her journal and yep. all that stuff i was like okay i, I get it i get yeah, it yeah i put this on here because this is a great one if grandma and grandpa are asking you what you might need for your travels it's a little portable photo printer it takes two inch by three inch paper each photo ends up being about 44 cents or something so there, it's not like the cheapest thing but what's great about it is you print directly from your phone via bluetooth and all of the photos are sticky backed so we had a journal for our daughter and she was able to just stick pictures on each one and then we were able to write about it and it made her travel journal so much more visual yeah. and appealing to her and she wanted to write she wanted to draw pictures and it was fun because Especially every day since you were doing it every single day and it was for right. that day how do you print an image for that day on the road right i had read things before we went about making travel journals and people had said like oh well decide where you want what you know that you want to reserve this space for an image and write in pencil oh put this image in later but then you have to wait to get home to then print the image and then paste it in the book this was just so much more fun. It was right away. The pictures aren't going to print in the same quality that you're going to get if you printed photos at home yeah. at, you know, and got them printed at Shutterfly or something. But they're, they were great for this purpose. Our daughter had so much fun. Every day she wanted to pick out which photo. And she just actually took the printer on a cruise. She went on with my parents for mm-hmm. a couple of days. And they took the printer so they could print and they could make her whole you know journey on the cruise book. So. Yeah. I think it's really great and it's a good thing if you've got somebody who's, you know, asking you what what do you guys need for Christmas? This is a good one. Yeah, you know, a little bit of an insider thing. If you uh families of Homelink want to look at it, you can go ask Dawn about it, our super fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always like to mention that. I um, think she's the one who turned it on, turned us on to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah Dawn told us about it. We yep. were like, what? what? And, and they actually took it on their trip um to Hawaii. With their daughter to Hawaii. And she had a wonderful time with yeah. it. And she showed me later That's the, kind the, of what sold you on it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what? We need to have this. So yeah, it's absolutely. a great gift. So we're gonna round out with everybody's favorite gift socks Um, (laughs) (laughs) oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry books everybody loves to have a few books in the uh, stockings or under the tree 
Um, I, I, we're homeschoolers. Of course, we're yeah. going to give books away. Right. We, well, we talk to. about books all the time. And so I don't yeah. want to do bit too many things on here. Just one for younger learners and one for older. So our younger learners book is an animal habitat sticker book. It's really great. Stickers, it's got, books. You can't go wrong. Yeah. It's learning all about which habitats the animals live in. You can put stickers. And I think that they're reusable stickers. And then there's coloring pages. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is great. Our four-year-old would totally dig this. Also, that would pair really well if you bought the game Planet <laughs> because oh, it's yes. all about animal habitats. So you can link that in the show notes Absolutely. too. Absolutely. I'll make sure you um, put that in. And then the other book we wanted to mention is America's Test Kitchen. If which, which we've talked about. Yep. If you've heard us before, we love America's Test Kitchen because if you are new to cooking, which all of our children are, um, and you try to do a recipe, like we bought this Disney princess cookbook. Oh, it was horrific. Don't ever buy that. It has the worst recipes. Our daughter Horrible. was so excited about Nobody it. Nobody tested these recipes. Yeah. And so we made it and things were bland or they didn't work. And then our daughter felt dejected because she's like, oh, oh man. It was, it was my fault. Right. And that solves, this solves the eternal problem. Is it yeah. me or the recipe? Right. And if you use an America's Test Kitchen book, we, it's you. Know, you. It's, you know it's you. Right. It's totally you. So um, this is great. And so when you're learning to cook, this is fabulous. And we have previously recommended on our, our previous gift guides, the America's Test Kitchen cookbook for young chefs and for young bakers. Yep. There's two of them. And they're really, really good. They're both great. We have them both. They're fantastic. So I guess you can put links to those too. But this one is a cookbook for young scientists perfect and it's all about the science of food and how when we cook things and what happens and why why the reactions happen in things so i love the science you take and we may have to add this to our collection Ooh, that sounds really good so we hope this helped you um get some ideas for your young learners i know you guys are all working hard and older learners <laughs> and older learners and, and older fathers and <laughs> um, we know there's a lot of fun toys on here and, and what i like about it is that we're excited about these things because they are things that interest us and these are the things that are going to get us on the ground with them right because right. when we want to play with them we want to do these activities it's got to be you know kind of fun with us you know yeah. I, I can't play barbies because i'm just going to like you know glaze over yeah, and, and, and i love to have things like this these type of games or you know kind of stem activities that are just toys right but they're, they're there's a fun element to them and it it can really get you more involved into, you know, whatever your children are doing, having toys and stuff. Like there's a, there's a, like a bunch of board games that we have that I'm just like, oh, I'm so done playing these games. I, I, I'm almost like, let's just play this harder game and I'll help you through it. Just right. so it's a little bit more fun. Things like this is like, I've played the toys. I've done the things. I'll still sit down and play Matchbox cars. I'll yeah. still sit down and play with the Magnetiles. I'll play Legos. I'll play, right. you know, uh, the VTech uh, Marble Run. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll Marble Run any day. I'll, I'll do it any day. But I'm I'm not going to play Kitchen and I'm not going to play Barbies. Yeah, and, there's a few I, things. But I know you guys enjoy doing that. I'll let you go do that. But these are things that, like, I can participate with them, which is something that I enjoy. And so right. if you're thinking about toys or thinking about gifts or any type of thing that you want to get for Christmas or the holidays that are coming up for you and your family – Definitely take these as some ideas. Maybe it can springboard you into some other ideas. As we said earlier, we're going to Disney. Please support the podcast. <laughs> yep. And the thing, the thing that I think is always funny when we do the research for these episodes, yeah. it, it comes out of them every time, is that you're like, you're like, oh, what, what, what thing did you find? Oh, don't forget to put this on there. Don't forget to put that. You know. And so it's a couple of things that we own and love, and so we recommend them. And then it's half stuff that we don't own that's now on our Christmas list. Exactly. So when I thought I was done for Christmas, then I prepared this episode for you all, and I'm like, well, shoot, I guess I got to buy some more things. So uh, we hope well, that this is helpful. Well, you haven't done shopping for the big guy here. That's right. I'll take some Gravitrax. Oh, my gosh. So we hope that this was helpful to you. Um, if you have other things that you love, 
love. Yeah, Go please ahead, share. Yeah, yeah share them on the on the Facebook group. Uh, lots put them of in folks. the comments down below. And yep. if you and see YouTube. things on sale, I mean, let's share and help each other out this this holiday season so that we can save a little bit and get some great gifts for ourselves, um, for our kids, for their homeschool friends, and um, we can all be helping one another. I like socks. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!